Welcome to another episode of the Tasting Bliss Podcast. This is your host, Garn, with another episode. So in this episode, we'll be doing something a little bit different. Uh, my sister is back here again after episode two. So in this episode, she'll be asking me the questions and putting me on the spot and um, trying to extract some knowledge and, and thoughts and ideas about the topic out of me. And today's topic is going to be the topic of self-love. So this was, um, in a way, continuing on from from the last episode where we talked about love and we talked, we mentioned self-love, we went into a little bit, but I had uh, a person asked me a question that they wanted some more insight into the process of self-love and how that exactly looks like, right? Like um, if love is important and giving yourself love is important, what is the process of giving yourself love? What is the process of self-love? So in a way to get more insight and more help for that process. So that's something we'll get into. We'll just get into the topic of self-love overall. And my sister will be um, leading the conversation. So Avni, to you. Hello, viewers, listeners. Um, I'm welcoming myself back to the podcast for my second episode. I'm excited. Uh, but without further further ado, let's get started. Um just going to ask Garn a starter question. What does self-love mean to you? I feel like nowadays, you know, everyone talks about self-love and everyone tries to achieve that, but many of us may not even know what it means. And it might mean something different for everyone, but what does it mean to you? Okay. So for me, first, I think I'll start the conversation by saying, I'll just talk about what love means for me, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, love is this, at least one aspect of it, like the fun, I don't know if it's the fundamental, but one core aspect of it is this feeling that we feel in the heart, right? This, um, this, we can say this warm feeling, this kind of cozy, light feeling that we feel in the heart in different situations towards different people. But that feeling is what we usually, I feel like for me, is what we connect to love, right? Mm -hmm. And love is in a way, um, talking about that feeling. So for me, self-love is when we're able to direct that feeling of that, that, you know, that coziness in our heart towards ourselves. Mm. Right. So, and then how does that look like? How can we do that? Why might certain people not have that type of relationship with themselves? We can get into that. But just to start it off, when we have that level of like, you know, that kindness or that type of, love feeling towards ourselves, I feel like that's self-love. Okay. And what what would you say is maybe a healthy relationship with yourself? What does that look like in terms of self-love? So the way we that we can posit this is by saying, okay, what does a healthy relationship look with someone else, right? Okay. Let's say if, if we're comfortable or we have more knowledge about how what love means towards other people, in a way like a healthy version of that would be, so like whatever a healthy version of love is towards someone else, a healthy version of that towards yourself would be that same thing, but towards yourself, right? Okay. So if a healthy version of love is that you're accepting, you're understanding, and you're like very considerate of someone else, right? And you have hold a space for them where they feel accepted and loved, directing that to towards yourself would be a healthy version of self-love. So we're... You're accepting and understanding and caring towards yourself. Where 
in a way, you create a space within yourself where you're allowed to make mistakes, you're allowed to, you know, like without holding guilt and holding shame towards your mistakes or actions, you hold space for yourself and patience for yourself in the same way that you might for a friend that you loved and cared for. Okay, makes sense. Now, what are some ways that we might display unhealthy versions of self-love to ourselves? In the same way that we would display unhealthy uh, versions towards other people, right? Where we, we weren't accepting, we weren't patient with someone, we held a level of angst towards someone. Oh, like, how could you be this way, right? Where we held judgment for someone or a lack of patience for someone's behavior, someone's actions, and, and judge them to be a bad person. In that same way, if towards ourselves, we, you know, held a lot of like, oh, how, like, how could I make this mistake? How could you be like this? And you really didn't accept yourself. You didn't allow yourself to be yourself in a way. And it was this constant voice of internal criticism towards yourself, this voice of judgment towards yourself. You, you're not really accepting yourself within yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's what would be an unhealthy version of that. I see. Do you think um, acceptance is like one of the bigger, let's say, um, b bigger problems that people have when it comes to self-love? Yeah, I think when you don't accept someone, you it's hard for you to have love for them. Right. I mm -hmm. mean, if you don't accept them as they are or if you want to put the put them in a, in a category of like hey this person is like the filth of society or this person you know doesn't deserve love in a way you're not accepting them for who they are or not really trying to understand them so i feel like acceptance and understanding mm -hmm. right that a mix of those things where you're looking to understand someone and you're accepting them for as they are and you're patient with who they are so in that same way toward yourself of being understanding of why you are the way that you are and being accepting of that and patient with that and allowing room for mistakes to happen and growth to happen instead of having this kind of um, this pressure of per perfe perfection on yourself mm -hmm. or, or even the so for someone else it would be the pressure of perfection towards them right that they have to be a certain way and if they're not they don't get your acceptance and understanding and love. Mm -hmm. In the same way towards yourself, if you're not perfect in whatever way that you think you're supposed to be or whatever way that you've been conditioned to be, then you feel like you can't be accepting and understanding and patient towards yourself, you know? Yes. And also feel free to add any thoughts, <laughs> you know, and it doesn't have to be all questions. And, okay. Yeah. But I think um, I, I kind of messed up the question. I meant to ask maybe what is like the most common theme you've seen in people that are having trouble with self-love like is ex acceptance the biggest theme that you've seen maybe or like is it it's all random i would say like you know nowadays what what do you think is more is a more common theme in people who are struggling with self-love so for people that are struggling with self-love the the main theme i guess i'm seeing i guess there's also different ways to kind of um explain it mm -hmm. but i would say it's this one of the definitely problem ones is just like guilt, right? And, and that can stem from like a lack of acceptance of mm -hmm. who they are mm -hmm. or like how they are as a person. But for whatever reason, feeling guilty for what they've done or for the, the way that they are. And I guess that comes with because they've been conditioned to maybe feel like they're supposed to be a certain way. The fact that they can't be that way 
leads to this internal conflict, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess guilt is another one. Is one, and um, I feel like like low self worth, right? Mm-hmm. And, and all these things I, I think are like intertwined. Yeah. And I don't think they're that like completely distinct from each other. But like even so, low self worth can come from because you feel guilty about the way that you are, right? Mm-hmm. Because you feel like you're not up to par that the way that you feel like you should be, you now have this guilt towards the way that you are and this low self-worth about the way that you are, right? So, and then, I guess it comes from this lack of acceptance and lack of understanding towards the self that is leading to these negative emotions. That's how I usually kind of try to understand someone as, okay, what level of guilt, what level of, like, what is their self-worth? Right? What level of shame do they have within them? Because mm-hmm. that kind of gives an idea of okay, h- how they're struggling with self love. You know. Mm-hmm. Now I do feel like guilt is probably a pretty reoccurring theme from what I've seen um, from people that I know, maybe even within myself, and I feel like in our communities and because of our culture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when when kids do something for themselves, they feel really bad about it. And even if it's like, even if it is you do what you want to do, you mm-hmm. still feel bad about it and mm-hmm. you kind of like give yourself a hard time for it, right? So what are some practical ways that you think um, we can like combat that that guilt aspect of self-love, if that makes sense? Like feeling guilty about like... Um, like your decisions. Because of the pressure that you're getting from other people? Yeah, we can say that. Like pressure from other people and you like make decisions that... Like, you're acting in your own favor, right? You're mm-hmm. making a decision that you want to do, but then you feel guilty about it afterwards. Yeah. And then, because of that, like, you're having self-love issues, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, you're giving yourself a hard time now. You can't really accept yourself for the decision you made because of, like, external pressure and backlash. Mm-hmm. So, I think one thing I should mention while talking about this is that... so. It's a good point that you bring up, like, in our culture and, and, and in our family, because I feel like, cause, cause we can ask that question, okay, if I have this guilt or I have this idea of how I should be, where does this stem from? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, what is the root reason? Why is that some people have this type of thinking towards themselves and other people don't? Right? So one of the reasons for that is the conditioning that we've received growing mm-hmm. up. And that conditioning usually comes from our family, from our loved ones, the people that are close to us, right? That that made us think a certain way about ourselves and about the world, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have your parent conditioning you that oh you have to be like this, right? And if you're not like this, then you're not worthy of love, or I'm going to be angry towards you, and I'm not going to accept you. Then you form a belief, right? You form a belief that okay, I need to be like this, and that's how I'll receive love. Mm-hmm. And that belief that you accept within your mind is then how, in a way, you judge and hold yourself, right? Because you feel like, okay, that's what is like the marker for what is deserving of love. And then I can't love myself either if I don't f- fulfill mm-hmm. that marker, right? So one way to approach is, is one, recognizing, okay, what type of limiting beliefs have I picked up, right? From my parents, from society, from my loved ones, right? Mm -hmm. That is making me not give myself love unconditionally, right? And then once you kind of, I feel like once you start, okay, like 
signaling signaling out those like limiting beliefs that you have that you've picked up you have to start working towards kind of unconditioning those beliefs and taking those beliefs from a limited belief of like okay i'm only deserving of love if i do this and switching it to an unconditional or unlimited belief you can say which is even if i do this or i don't do this at an essential level at a at a deep level I'm deserving of love regardless. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think so it's important to recognize where the, this type of conditioning is coming from and even understanding why they maybe felt and that they felt the need to like put that on you or condition you in that way because maybe that's how they were conditioned. Mm-hmm. But it's moving from that limiting belief to a state where you're not limited of that specific construct of that's the only way that you deserve love. It's more of this unconditional. And not that you can't hold yourself to achieve certain things, right? Because some people are like, oh, if I just accept myself as I am, then I might not be motivated to do anything, right? But I feel like it's this kind of base level of like, hey, even if I fail or why not, I still love myself. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you play a game, right? Because you'll notice... In areas that your self-worth or your self-identity is not connected, you can still compete and perform, but not feel this sort of like internal criticism if you don't do well, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes people can feel very critical towards themselves within school because they've been conditioned to for the self-worth to be connected to that. But when they're playing sports, it's like, oh, win or lose, it's okay. It doesn't really matter to me. But yeah, for the sake of competing, for the sake of having fun, I'll compete. Mm-hmm. Is that type of thing where you're in a way free from the outcome, but you can still enjoy the process of winning and the process of competing and 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 growing, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not like oh, if I fail this or if I mess up this, I'm not worthy of love, you know. So yeah. Thank you. That was very insightful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you bring up a good point about the conditioning that we go through. Um, and that's usually why, like, a lot of us do suffer with self-love. Yeah. Unt- uh, intentionally, intentionally or unintentionally, um, parents, parents, society, communities, whatever, like, they do put that on us. But what is the first step for someone that is recognizing that? That, okay, like, this is a conditioning that I've been going through. I have to, like, sort of stand up for myself, give myself more love. What, what would you recommend that... Like, what tools can this person use to, like, get themselves through this journey of, like, trying to stand up to, not not even stand up to other people, because that's really hard, right? But just stand up for yourself, like, to yourself. Yeah. I think there's different ways that you can go about it. I guess um, one technique that I like to do with my with my clients is having them visualize in their mind a version of themselves that is holding that limiting belief or holding that guilt, or it could be a version of them that they could just imagine in their mind, or a version that they have in their memory, mm-hmm. of where they were like feeling a certain way about themselves, or, you know, they're getting sort of negative feedback from their parents, and that like, that version of them that is holding that like, you know, negative emotion and that negative conditioning is there, mm-hmm. and kind of revisiting that, right, and reconditioning that part of you. So it's like you visualize that version of yourself, and you visualize a present version of yourself kind of being there with that younger version. And then like being there in the way that you would be there for someone else. 
or like a friend or someone and tell them, hey, look, like, yeah, like you made this mistake or you did this, but that doesn't mean that you're not worthy. Like, I still love you. We're still here for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, don't so don't feel so bad about yourself that because this this not happened. And just because someone is telling you that doesn't mean that's true. So in a way, you're like conditioning them with a healthy sense of self. Mm-hmm. That is not dependent on whatever you know, situation that just happened. So it's like similar to how you would be there for someone else, like as a caring friend, you're, you're there for yourself. So then you can like say those affirmative, you know, mm-hmm. comments or affirmations, affirmations, right? That make them feel good about themselves, that make them feel loved and accepted unconditionally. Mm-hmm. So the way you bring love into that moment, into that scene, and use that love, that feeling of love in your heart and, and those affirmations to recondition that version of yourself. Yes. Yeah. Now, because, because you brought this up with affirmations, I do want to speak up and just talk a little bit about that because from my personal experience, um, you know, everybody talks about affirmations now and they're like, use this and it'll like elevate the way you live, all of that. And I do agree, but like not to sound like cliche and be like, do your affirmations, but I do agree because Speaking positively to yourself mm. really does make a big difference mm. in the way you view yourself and the way you treat yourself. Um, now, I feel like sometimes I'm one of those people that's like very accepting and nice and caring for everybody else. Everybody but else, yeah. to myself, I'm very hard on myself um, just because like, you know, it's myself. So I'm like, oh, if I'm mean to myself, I can deal with it. It's fine. Yeah. But if I mean to someone else, I don't want it. Like, I don't want that to be yeah. the case. Right. Yeah. Um, so for myself, I'm like a little bit harder on myself. Uh, but when I do my affirmations and... I speak to myself that way. I like force myself to believe it, right? Like mm. I force myself to be like, okay, you are worthy. And at first it might sound like silly what you're doing, but slowly over time when you say it to yourself and if you truly believe it from your heart, you really feel it. You really do feel it. Yeah. You feel like a little like warmth or you feel mm. like a smile, right? Like naturally you'll start to feel a smile on your face. And a tip I want to give to our listeners is like when I would first talk to Garn um, about like visualizations or like, even like little healing techniques, I would always have a hard time like doing it because mm. it would just feel like, like it would just feel very surface level to me. And I wouldn't know how to like actually like relate to that. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I'm saying this, but like, how is it actually making a difference to me? Um, and guard would actually like make me close my eyes and like actually make me visualize something, and whether it's like, feel, yeah, yeah, like use your imagination. And like, if you need to feel like a big, like, comfy bear giving you a hug to mm-hmm. feel love mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff helps yeah. so every time garn is like oh like imagine like you know you giving yourself love and i'm like but how do i do that mm-hmm. and then we'll start talking about like okay like just imagine it's like you know one of your favorite cartoon characters and they're giving you a hug and like how does that make you feel yeah, yeah. um so that kind of stuff really does help and eventually over time what i started doing was um like when i was at work and it was like really busy and hectic i would just kind of put my hands over my heart and then i would try to like think about my hands on my heart and like maybe think of that as a hug or just think about that feeling and then say some nice words to yourself and that makes you feel like like physically you're giving yourself like a mini hug or physically Mm. you're giving yourself like um how do you say like like support warmth yeah like support warmth you're giving yourself like a pat on the back whatever it may be that you need in that moment you're giving yourself that and you're also giving yourself those words of affirmation so it's like it's actually like a little support to like keep going yeah. if that makes sense yeah. and so like I, i've um 
You bring a good point of, of like sometimes people having a hard time doing these things and like, okay, this feels surface level. Yeah. And I've heard that from other people too, like with affirmations or it's like, I feel like I'm faking it or something, yeah. right? Like people don't, it feels like hard to connect to that. So for that, like how you said, it helps to viscerally feel mm-hmm. like what you're saying. So it's like, don't just kind of say it in your mind. If you try to connect to the emotion of like what you're saying, and, like, really try to sit and, like, strengthen that emotion. Yeah. Because you want to use the word to trigger the emotion. It's like, the, this is why, I like, I like to call this emotional healing. Because you're using, you're shifting from emotions, right? Mm-hmm. And you're using positive emotions and, like, that visual feeling of that emotion. And by entering into it, you're allowing yourself to transform, right? So even with the, with the visualization, like, try to viscerally feel what it feels to love someone. Yeah. Like what that love, that warmth, what it actually feels like. Like first connect to that feeling of love, like yeah. how we talked about in, in the last episode, right? Of what is that feeling of love? Think of something that triggers love in your mind and connect to that feeling and drop whatever triggered it and now you have that feeling, right? Yeah. And connect to that feeling. And that same feeling then give it to that younger version of yourself, right? Yeah. Or yeah, use whatever... Trigger, it helps you get into that state of feeling that love, like, which is a teddy bear or, yeah. I know we've done like care bears. Care right? bears, yeah. I was thinking of the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, so that's another thing. Sometimes when we're visiting parts of ourselves, it can get, it can feel like kind of, um, hard to connect with our version because there's maybe yeah. a lot of negativity there. But what can also help is like a care bear that shoots love out of the center <laughs> of their chest, right? Yeah. You can actually visualize and it helps when you connect to the emotion of it first, visualize like love shooting out from the center, which is like a mm-hmm. care bear would. Yeah. And send that and like visualize that going towards that, that dark, that darker or negative, you know, emotion filled version of yourself. And that's clearing out that cloud and allowing you to actually spend time with that version or give that version a hug. Yep. Cause sometimes there's a lot of resistance, especially if you've never really done something like this, right? So in the beginning, sometimes there's going to be resistance, but just connecting. And using different ways in your mind to connect to those emotions can help that process, right? Yeah. Yeah. And even for the affirmations, when you're saying something, don't just say it mentally. Try to really feel what it feels like. Like, And yeah, like give yourself a mini hug, right? That's a a simple way to give yourself love. So when you want to give someone else love, you give them a hug. Same thing, right? So whatever things that help you give love to someone else, you can give them to yourself and that becomes an act of self-love. So giving a hug to someone else is a way that you transfer love to them. By hugging yourself, you're transferring love to yourself and directing it inwards. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what I mean by like putting your hand over your heart. Like it, it's not the, like you don't have to sit there and actually pretend to hug yourself because that also might feel silly. Mm. When you touch your heart, or like, I don't know, for me, it just makes me feel a little bit more in tune with myself when I'm like touching my heart. It's like, okay, I'm actually focusing in on my heart. And like, that's where I'm like, you know, like that feeling of love. I'm trying to bask in it. So it's my heart. And then also like, just, you know how they say like physical touch, you know? So like when you like actually touch your own body, you feel like you're giving yourself the, the support that somebody else might give you in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like if you think of a Care Bear, like we did this activity before, but you think of a Care Bear giving you like a hug, yeah. like how can how can that not be like a lovable moment, right? How mm-hmm. can you not feel good about that? Yeah. Um, or something else, like I imagine is just like the feeling like of 
how you were saying what you would feel like that emotion would feel like. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just picture like a lot of sunlight mm-hmm. or like a glow radiating from within, right? So mm-hmm. if you're doing affirmations, just feel like you're glowing mm-hmm. from within, like while you're saying those. And it makes you feel like you're glowing. Yeah. Like it does. Yeah. It, yeah. Like I like I can't say anything else because it makes you feel like that. And it brings a little smile to your face. Or honestly, when you're reading it, just smile to yourself. Because psychologically, those actions, yeah. like you smiling, you feeling like those words are having a positive effect on you, that is happening then. Yeah. When you're smiling, you are happy hearing those words, right? Like you're you're faking it, but you're actually making yourself believe that you're happy. And like, I don't know if faking is the right word, but you're just like bringing yourself to believe. Bringing yourself into that state. Yeah, into that state. You know, because in a way, like your um, your body, so your body can reflect your mind, right? Yeah. Like how you're mentally thinking, how you're feeling, your body obviously reflects that. Like we can tell when someone is in, in a state that's not positive, right? Because the mm-hmm. body shows it. But the body can also reflect back to the mind. So by actually changing the way that you're carrying yourself, whether whether you're holding a frown or a smile on your face, can actually lead to effects at a mental level, right? So by doing things that evoke those emotions like smiling and like just finding a way to laugh, right? Yeah. It can actually help you bring you into that state. Mm-hmm. It can help you leave that negative state, right? And then, so is it faking? I feel like it's more like entering yeah. and tapping into Right, because in a way, faking is like when you're not really feeling it, but yeah, it's like yeah. you're kind of allowing yourself to step into it, so those emotions can start to come to surface, yes. and then you're actually starting to feel them. Yes, you know. No, faking definitely wasn't the right word. I was just thinking of like you know, fake it till you make it sort of thing. Because yeah. I feel like if I do like sometimes you know like the smile thing or whatever, yeah. when you do that, you generally just start like it starts to become normal for you. Yeah. Like when you uh like adapt it enough times is it sometimes people like i guess like are, are resistant for like i don't want to fake something right they're like resistant yeah. to it because i know people have said that to me before. yeah no for sure i agree but in a way it's like i guess it's kind of like acting you're but it's just allowing yourself to step into that type of energy yeah even though you might not feel it you yeah, know i think you you said it correctly like faking isn't the right word it can also feel like toxic positivity right mm. where it's like you're trying to like um like dismiss your dismiss actual emotions yeah, yeah. um so yeah faking definitely wasn't the right word but i do like how you said like just bringing yourself to that state right like yeah, yeah. like just trying to like smile and say like okay like this is what i'm trying to do yeah, so you're just like yeah. starting the first step sort of it's like an introduction and and yeah, and not that you don't want to address whatever negative emotions are there or for whatever reason that they're coming, but it is that sometimes it helps to get into a more positive state and then kind of address okay where was this coming from or like like I, the way I like to do with people is then getting them to connect to love and then directing that love to the version of them that needs it or the version of them that was maybe causing that negative state in the mm-hmm. first place you know. So, so you you don't want to dismiss those parts of mm-hmm. you, right? That need healing. It's you is connecting to those positive states to then help those parts of you that need healing. You know, in a yes. way. Based on that point, also, I wanted to touch on um, since you did just reference negative emotions as well. What's a good way to address your negative emotions and kind of like, um, like f- like feel them so you can understand what's going on within you, but then mm-hmm. also still stay in a state of self love. Mm-hmm. you know like not letting it take over i guess not letting it take over you so like and i know when i say this people might feel resistant like what if it takes over me and like i know that fear is going to be there right but 
what I like to tell people is that, okay, like when you're going through an emotion, recognize it as just an emotion, right? It's just a sensation and emotion that's happening. Obviously, like there's all these thoughts that can come up, right? And that mm-hmm. can like, you, and you want to be careful from like stepping into those negative thought loops. But when you kind of separate the thoughts with just the emotion, like when you allow yourself to feel whatever's coming up, so it's like, let's say you're feeling grief about something. And obviously, there's grief there and there's sadness about whatever's going on, right? Mm-hmm. But instead of like repeating that, those thought patterns and going deeper into that, it's like, okay, whatever happened, happened. But if I need to feel like I need to cry right now, I'm going to let myself cry. Okay. Okay, so it's like you, one, recognize it's just an emotion. It's just a... It's just a sensation, and if you allow yourself to feel it, you will actually feel better because you're allowing it to release from your body instead of, like, suppressing it and allowing it to build up, mm-hmm. right? And not necessarily not to, you know, get caught up in it, but you will let yourself, like, be present or in a state of acceptance mm-hmm. and love towards that feeling. Yep. So, in a way, it's like, okay, yeah, this feeling of, like, grief is there, but... Like, you know, you talked about you put your hand on your heart and you say, okay, I accept this emotion, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to let myself feel this emotion. And if I need to cry, I'll cry. But this is providing me a space and time for uh, release to happen. Okay. You know, I'm allowing myself to release these things that I have built up over time instead of allowing them to build up, right? So you, so whether it's guilt, whether it's fear, you meet them with love and acceptance and Mm -hmm. allow them to run through you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we can say that self-love also means acceptance to your negative emotions as well. Yeah. Self-love isn't always just stay positive, stay positive. It's also that those negative emotions accept them and love yourself with them or like in spite of them, like keep moving forward with them. Not with them, sorry. I think, yeah, no, I think a healthy approach is definitely meeting these things with acceptance, mm-hmm. right? And um, seeing that, like, these negative parts of you, right, or these parts of you that are holding negative emotions is like clouds of darkness that are looking for the light of your heart and of your love. And by shining that light of love on them, it clears that darkness, mm-hmm. right? But when you when you shame those parts of yourself, when you suppress those parts of yourself and you don't want to look at them and you're like, no, I hate that version of myself or whatever, right? That just kind of keeps that darkness there, right? that's true. And light isn't able to shine on those areas. So when when those emotions are coming up or when you actively go towards visiting those parts of you that that are needing healing in a way, in a way, you're shining that light of love and acceptance towards them and clearing out that those clouds of darkness that are sitting inside of you, right? And, and those deeper parts of, of your being that you're like, have always been trying to avoid. And that's what becomes so hard for people to live when they have those kind of dark clouds is because they're constantly running away from it and in constant conflict mm-hmm. with whatever's coming up, right? So there's this constant battle in their mind of like, this negative thought come up, like I can't let this overtake me, I need to like do something else, like I didn't get my mind off of this. So there's constant like friction, conflict and, and living their life in that way, right? But when we learn to direct love towards those parts of ourselves, it's like, okay, 
something came up, I'm not going to run from it now. Because I don't want to spend my whole life always running away from these things, right? I'm going to utilize this opportunity to accept and love that part of myself that is needing it. And shine this light of love on it so I can heal it and it can no longer bother me in the future. That's how these things stop bothering you for the rest of your life. If not, they're going to keep being there in the background. Like tabs open that keep slowing you down, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like taking up that RAM space. So it's like you address them. You close those browsers by healing those parts of you that are needing healing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's say for people who um, like are struggling with a bunch of these negative emotions in their day-to-day life. So you're saying like self-love can change their reality. Like once they accept and understand and give love to all those parts, their reality can change to a more loving version of themselves, like loving themselves. For sure, for sure. Because it's like this, right? We're battling these negative thoughts. So a good question to ask ourselves is where are these thoughts coming from? Where are these negative thoughts coming from, right? Mm-hmm. And why am I, why, why do I have this battle happening within my mind? Recognize these thoughts are in a way largely coming from those negative emotions and those traumas that are sitting inside of you at that subconscious, at that deeper level, right? Those unaddressed parts of you. So that cloud is in a way feeding your mind those negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. And when you actually work through it and heal that kind of emotional memory that your body mind is holding on to, right? Once you clear that, then once that cloud is gone, your natural state, that more loving and clear and positive state comes to surface. And then that positive part of you is will be, will have more energy and will be feeding you more positive thoughts and energy, right? And because it's like, in a way, there won't be that part of you to feed that negativity to your mind anymore because you've cleared it, you've addressed it, right? And it's like, to kind of um, give an example, like your heart is pure and it's filled with love, right? That's how everyone is divinely. We all have this pure, you know, spiritual part of ourselves that's filled with love, confidence, all that beauty of life, right? But we pick up these clouds of darkness. So there's a cloud of grief that we pick up that goes over our heart and that starts feeding us negativity, right? Mm-hmm. And once we clear that cloud, like in the Care Bears, they, that cloud of, <laughs> was it like... A grumpy bear, he usually has a crowd, cloud around him. Or like that cloud of unacceptance or like... I don't know, like, there's different names, I feel like, different, like, clouds that they deal with, right, in the show. But once you heal that and send that loving energy, like how the caribers of the show, that cloud clears up. And so once that cloud clears up, you step into that natural state of, um, like, like, like a child is usually filled with love and wonder, but as they go through life, they pick up so many of these different negative clouds that just kind of sit there in the background and feed negativity to your mind. Yeah. Okay. Now I do have another question. We talked a lot about um, like self-acceptance 
and mm-hmm. being okay with, you know, the way things are and it, giving it love um, to like, to accept, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking a little bit on the spot. So some of my <laughs> words are a little fumbled. Um, well, but basically, what's that? All good. No worries. <laughs> Trying this my best. On, on the flow. On the go. Self-love, you know, I'm trying my best. I accept myself. Yeah. Um, good. No, but um, self-acceptance versus the desire to change yourself. Like, mm. wh- how do we balance that? Where is the balance? What if I'm like, like always like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, I'm being negative now. I need to fix this. I need to fix that. Like, I need to accept myself. But it's like too much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like this... Um, from my perspective, right? Any sort of like negativity that you're holding on to, any sort of like um, judgment or lack of acceptance, in a way it needs healing, right? Yes. So there's going to be this aspect of growth in that moment of, okay, there's an aspect of myself that I want to change, mm-hmm. right? But like what you're changing isn't necessarily like the part of you that can make mistakes. It's like healing the part of you that feels like that you can't make any mistakes, that you can't live a certain life, right? So it's like, instead of being, so it's like, yeah, you want to grow towards like a very healed version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's totally understandable and, and yeah, like amazing. But you can't be... You can't feel guilty about not being that. Not being there fast enough. Not being there fast enough or not being there right now. So it's like you also have to accept the journey of growth and of like making mistakes and learning through this human experience, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like, so then it becomes, okay, yeah, I'm growing towards a certain, you know, ideal version of myself and I'm... And I'm learning from life and I'm doing all this, but I'm not feeling guilty about not being there right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling guilty about the mistakes that I've made. I make mistakes. I'm like, hey, it's okay. Like it happens. Right? I'm having a human life and there's so much that I don't know. And there's so much that I'm like learning as I'm here. And like there's so much that like is surprising me about life. And that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is part of where. There's this dance between, yeah, I'm growing and I'm healing and becoming my ideal self, but I'm also accepting my journey. Yes. I'm accepting the part of me that, and I'm allowing myself to make mistakes Mm -hmm. and being okay with that. Yeah, like we can say that it's okay to have the desire to change and grow. Yeah. It's it's good even, right? Like if you recognize that there are parts of yourself that you might need to change to become Mm -hmm. the better version of yourself, that's good. We want people to recognize that. But you also have to accept that everyone's path is a little different. Everyone's journey is different. And let's say the obstacles that come up on your path, like it's there for a reason. And like those obstacles are going to help you in ways that you might not be aware of right now. And you know, I always tell like my friends too, um, or anyone that really that I speak to that the obstacles that are in our path now that we might not understand why they're there, um, they're going to help us grow in ways that we're not going to be able to recognize right away sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like, I don't recognize now, but I'll recognize a month from now. Like sometimes it's like, it takes you years even to recognize why that path was there in your life. But yeah. there is like a divine purpose, right? I guess there's like sort of, um, accepting that there's a divine purpose and not everything is in your hands. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, to, 
to allow yourself to freely, freely make decisions and like, and act in alignment with your heart. I feel like. And experience that, like, um, that purpose, that that purpose that you have in your life, right? I guess like one way of looking at it that can help is like, imagine you're playing, like you're playing basketball or something, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously your goal is to become like, if that's your desire, that's your goal to become a good basketball player or make that bucket, right? Like, that's your goal, right? And in the beginning, you might miss some shots, right? So mm-hmm. when you miss some shots, if you, like, kind of um, handicap yourself or, like, um, paralyze yourself by saying, oh, why did I miss that shot, right? Like, like, and you, it's like you really get stuck in it. That's what kind of hurts your growth journey. Because mm-hmm. you missed a shot instead of being okay. Hey, like, yeah, like, I didn't, I didn't want to miss that shot, but it's okay. Like, yeah. I'll make it the next time. You get stuck in that guilt of missing that shot. Mm-hmm. That getting stuck is, that's what, that's the problem, right? So you, you make a mistake, you miss a shot, and then you like, you keep feeding it in your mind and you keep kind of getting stuck in it and staying in it instead of like recognizing, yeah, that didn't go in. But it's okay that it didn't go in and I'm going to let it go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like that wasn't the desired result. I recognize that because I don't want to do it again. Mm-hmm. But I let it go because it happened and that's okay. And I'm growing and having this experience of like learning to play basketball. And mm-hmm. I'm going to make mistakes because I don't. I'm not an expert. Yeah. So, in the same way, we're not experts in the human experience, right? And I wish I was. <laughs> right? And that's, but that's what we're working towards. We're yeah. going to make mistakes. Just let those mistakes go once you've done them. Like mm-hmm. recognize, yeah, like I don't want to do that again. Mm-hmm. Like have that recon- rec- recognition, but like let it go so you can move o- move forward towards that, ne- that yeah. next bucket, right? That next experience and then learn from those mistakes so you don't make them again, right? But sometimes letting go is so difficult. Yeah. Like so difficult and like we can say acceptance and once you start doing it, I feel like it's a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, once you learn to let go once, yeah. it's like an easier, easier thing for you to like accomplish yeah. for yourself maybe. But um, like, let's say that first time you really have to truly mm-hmm. let go and like accept it's, it just feels like a really big challenge and we can say like intrusive thoughts and stuff like your mind is just rambling with like why you shouldn't let it go. Yeah. Or like it just won't leave you alone sometimes. Do you have any practical ways that you can? I think it's like in a way some of the stuff that we've mentioned. And obviously, like you're saying, it gets it gets easier the more we kind of practice it. Mm-hmm. But it's like spending that time with whatever you're going through. Okay. Instead of like, it's hard when like though that negativity is taking over your mind, and to just kind of push it away or like, like you know. Like, I don't want to think like this. That's tough. Because that's what people try to do. I don't want to think like this if I keep thinking like this, right? Uh What makes it easier is when you either allow yourself to feel, hey, okay, like, I'm feeling this guilt about what happened. I'm going to allow myself to feel it. I'm going to let it kind of move through me. So you meet it with acceptance again, like we talked about. Mm -hmm. So you, like, you meet it with love and acceptance. So you use that positive energy of, of ex- of that like of that love energy and just like allowing yourself to feel whatever you're going through because what happens is when you f- okay let's say you make a mistake and you feel like you didn't really want to make that mistake there's like a this big cloud of negativity that comes up right 
when you're just fighting it at its level, like it has a hold over you, right? But when you allow yourself to feel it, it starts to get less and less and less. Mm-hmm. So that's what people are usually afraid of. Like, if I start feeling this emotion, what if it never ends? Yeah. Right? But that's what, that's like the knowledge that I want to share with people is that that cloud, it has a limit, right? It's like a, imagine like a container holding some level of gas. Mm-hmm. The container can only hold so much gas, right? And when it, re- when it reaches its brim, it's when like, we, we can have like panics attack. We can have panic attacks or like things really hit the fan, right? Mm-hmm. But recognize that, okay, there's only a certain amount of negativity that can hold. And once I like kind of open that container and allow that gas to come out and whether it's through just feeling it or just like feeling the anxiety kind of run through your body and just like being, the, it's kind of like how you would be there with a child, right? It's like, yeah, they're going through something. It's like, it's okay. Like I let you cry. Mm-hmm. Let's cry it out. And it's like, okay, are we done? Are we done crying? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, now we're done, right? So instead of like trying to fight that crying, it's like, no, I can't cry. Like that makes it harder, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. When it's like, okay, like I feel like crying because I just messed up this match, right? And I'm going to let myself cry. And like, okay, yeah, I'm crying, I'm crying. It's getting less and less. So the force of it is getting weaker and weaker. And I'm going to allow myself to sit here with acceptance and just hold space for myself mm-hmm. in the same way that you would hold space for someone else. You will let, you allow that negative emotions to start to extinguish out of you, mm-hmm. to start getting released out of you. And then it gets weaker and weaker and it doesn't have the struggle to hold on you because you, you allowed it to kind of move through you, right? And you yeah. met it with like love and acceptance. Yeah. You allow like. Yeah it to pass through you allow it to pass instead of like fighting it of like i don't want it to overtake me <laughs> yeah. and like, i want to keep battling it and i want to keep resisting it mm-hmm. that resistance is what kind of it's like the, it's this back and forth that keeps kind of going on but it's like okay you're here i'm gonna let you if, if we need to cry i need it's like garden like I'm gonna, <laughs> let, I'm gonna let myself cry it's like are we done okay we're done you know and then yeah and it gets weaker so it doesn't have that Strong of a hold on you anymore because you allow that negativity to pass through you. Mm-hmm. But when you don't do that, that's when it's strongest, right? And then it becomes hard. <laughs> yeah, it's just like looming over you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. like a dark cloud. Yeah, exactly. And then it keeps feeding you that negativity and it's so strong and you don't let yourself yeah. feel it. And then it just sometimes it just gets stronger because we, like, we keep giving it energy. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like. Also, like when it's looming over you, like it seeps through little by little. Mm. It's like a little bit is is escaping, mm. so it's always feeling like continuous because you keep getting pieces of it instead of letting it all out at once, yeah. letting it go through. Yeah, you're yeah. just like trying to hold it back so much, and like a little bit escapes, a little bit comes and like attacks you. Yeah, and then sometimes you like you build it up even more. Like yeah. if other things happen, right? Yeah, some yeah. Yeah, so and building like, up more and more because of more things that happen and get so added it's like on. You, you feel guilty about one shot that you missed. And you, you don't address it, and now you feel guilty about another shot that you missed, so it gets bigger. Double the pressure. It gets stronger, yeah. and then you never address it. And this is why, you know, over people's lifetimes, things built up so much, and then, like, chaos starts coming into their life because you kept stacking it up, right? You kept stacking that guilt up. You kept stacking that grief up, and then it just it reaches a level where you can't hold it in your body anymore, and mm-hmm. it just kind of blows up on you, right? And you lash out or it comes out in anger. It comes out in all these other different ways because you can't, like, hold it in anymore. Anymore. It's you know? reached the capacity, which is usually what happens to people. Yeah. Usually, 
normally most of the releases we see, whether that's like in TV or with friendships or whatever, mm. it's like when the person can no longer take anymore. Take anymore. Right? So when you allow yourself to, yeah, like feel it and address it when it just happens, that's when it's at its weakest level. And that's when you actually are able to kind of work through it. And sometimes once you've done it once, you don't, you're not going to really feel guilty about it again the next time. You like, mm-hmm. you already have this accepting um, perspective towards it. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's okay. You know, like, like I've already, I've already done, I've already worked through this, you know? Yeah. So it becomes like this kind of checkpoint mm-hmm. that you accomplish, right? Yeah, but it definitely gets harder when you just allow it to kind of. Yeah, up. but I know it's hard because <laughs> because one is because we're we're never taught this. We're never taught that we this is how you like. Sometimes we're even told don't cry, right? Don't yeah. like you, you don't want to cry. Like, Boys don't, don't cry. Men don't cry. <laughs> or men don't cry, right? So sometimes we're not we're not taught these healthy because sometimes people themselves don't know we're not taught these healthy kind of ways to approach our emotions. And how, like, we should deal with them. So, we don't know how to deal with them. So, we, and, and all we're taught is just keep pushing through. Mm-hmm. And that pushing through only works for so long. Yeah. Right? And this and, is why we have. So and that's why they also talk about, like, generational trauma and stuff. Because yeah. it's just, like, generations pushing <laughs> yeah. it forward. Yeah, generations pushing it forward. <laughs> um, and it's going down the, down, down the lineage. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because yeah. these conversations are very rarely had. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's why we have, like, that's why I feel like our society and cultures are the way that they are. Yeah. Right. Why there's there's so much conflict within relationships or conflict within like parents and kids or people are such workaholics or yeah. people are, you know, um, using substances to kind of work through emotions because they don't know how to deal with these emotions. Yeah. Right. And, and and these beliefs that they've got conditioned into. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, conversations like these help, <laughs> you know, that that change happen where yeah. slowly people start working on themselves, start dealing with their emotions, and then their relationships get healthier, right? Because, like, their buildup isn't being released on the other person yeah. within that relationship. They're working through it themselves and then able to meet their partner who, or whoever else with that love and patience. Or the cloud that they're <clears throat> carrying isn't um, also like bearing heavy on, on their family members yeah, and the uh, people around them. Yeah, sometimes that happens. And nor are they then re- reconditioning or giving the same type of conditioning to their children that then, you know, give it to their children. And yeah. That, so... <laughs> By, by being the parent or the person that takes charge of their healing journey and then really chooses to not like continue doing this, th- that's what helps you not then, you know, get carried forth in, in your children and then into your lineage and you give them healthy kind of mechanisms to deal with their emotions and they learn that as kids and now they're going to have such amazing lives. And I feel like this is how we really shift. Yeah. Um, our society into having just a healthier society. I agree. I mean, more of these conversations are coming up. I see them happening more mm. and more, and you feel the shift happening. You definitely shift happening. Yeah, no doubt. which is a a great thing to be a part of and to experience. Yeah. Um, just because it's just a healthier lifestyle all around that we get to witness, and more more love filled. Yeah. Our conversations, the relationships, yeah. Yeah. more understanding, more acceptance. Um. And the generation tra- generational traumas can heal because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm.
But I also wanted to point earlier, we talked a little bit about um, like divine purpose and stuff. Mm-hmm. If we can touch on that a little bit, uh, I like I just want to point out that I feel like my self-love and acceptance journey has been a, a little bit easier when you think about it from the perspective of like divine purpose, mm-hmm. right? Like everything that I'm meant to experience, I'm going to experience. Mm-hmm. So like even if there are like mistakes I've made or something that I perceive as wrong, it's not necessarily wrong because mm. it was written for me in my journey mm. to do that, experience it, and learn and grow from it. Learn and grow from it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you could talk a little bit about like divine purpose and how that might help us accept ourselves. Yeah, so I think, like, like how you just said, when you have this idea of divine purpose, you acknowledge that there's going to be certain things that are going to come into your life that may not be perfect, but they're part of your overall spiritual ascension your soul ascension and you're able to kind of meet them with a level of acceptance again right acceptance being the key which is okay i was meant to have this incarnation i wasn't meant to live a perfect life Mm -hmm. if i was maybe perfect maybe i wouldn't even have this human experience or like yeah i would kind of it's like you being perfect is like the other side of your journey and you in order to get there, you have to live your life and yeah. grow towards it, right? So it's kind of like starting off like a sport or saying and, and feeling like you're supposed to be perfect some, since day one. Yeah. Like that's like you're going to be a very good player by the end of that journey, not at the beginning of it, right? It's a good <clears> analogy. <throat> yeah. <laughs> so sometimes people are better at the human experience because they've had previous incarnations that mm-hmm. they've been growing and ascending and that is getting carried on, mm. right, into this life and why sometimes people, like, this is, this is what is the difference and why some people are more emotionally mature than others, right? Because sometimes there's a difference of incarnations, right? So they've been at the game a bit longer, right? Oh, so that makes sense. So they've been kind of going through these things and this is why they have a level of maturity. I must be going at this game for <laughs> <laughs> lives and lives and lives. <laughs> <laughs> but then sometimes yeah like as we that's how like sometimes when you've been through something like you become a professional at something or you've been in it for like a, a certain amount of years you are able to and doesn't mean you're perfect you, you still might be growing but sometimes then you're able to help other people that might be at a younger stages of their journey mm-hmm. right, so this is why we are happy like we're having this conversation right <laughs> our divine purpose because this is also then yeah part of our divine purpose of if we've had incarnations where we've been kind of, you know, living and learning these lessons, we're able to then share with other people that mm-hmm. are, you know, might be still going through those things. And then you know, one day they might become, you know, like, so this is a whole, just how we see it play out in sports and in life where people, they learn and they're in it for a longer period of time and then mm-hmm. they help those that are, mm-hmm. are starting off their journey, right? But yeah, so acknowledging that, making mistakes and being like a child or like a rookie or an amateur in this like human experience is part of it. Mm-hmm. That's in this part game of, of life. This is that is <laughs> game of life. Exactly. So it's totally okay. Right. And accept that, like, even that if I'm going through certain things in my life, because like you said, it can be that, that struggle of like, why am I going through this? But someone else isn't right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you can hold resentment in your heart towards God or towards like people in your life or like what, or like this victim mentality of like, why am I going through this? But sometimes like the reason, and we might not see it because we, 
we don't remember our past. We、mm-hmm. don't know. We don't know how our life, you know, how our incarnations have been going. But my feeling and my understanding is that you're going through these things because these are the things that are needed for this part of your soul journey, right?、Mm-hmm. This is why you're going through these things and 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 struggling through these things right now because once you get through these things, these are the things that are going to really help you、um, grow at a spiritual level and take you to that next stage.、Mm-hmm. In, in, you know, so. They're all part of your, you know, your soul journey, and they, in a way, even like you're being incarnated into those parents, into that society, into that culture for a reason.、Mm-hmm. So nothing is kind of happening beyond reason. That, yeah, yeah, like you, you might be able, you might still be making mistakes within that, like kind of,、um, kind of game plan that's been set up for you, or、yeah. that type of like、um, course, range. you know, that range <laughs> of like range. things you, you know, you're meant to experience, and because. Because sometimes I also feel that sometimes people they're struggling to learn a lesson. Sometimes they might be spending it multiple incarnations <laughs> trying to learn that same lesson, right? Yeah, because, yeah. but you're, the, the reason that you're still experiencing is because you need to learn it to kind of grow and get level, past it, yeah, and, and get past it and level up. But yeah, you can get stuck and keep experiencing because you're not learning the lesson. Yeah. So, Which、know. is why, even in not even reincarnations, but just in life, like we might experience the same type of pain、mm-hmm. multiple times because we haven't learned、exactly. what we need to learn from that pain, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, so yeah. instead of feeling like bad about it, instead of feeling like, oh, like why does this keep happening to me?、Mm. Maybe we need to like sit down and try to understand what is there that I'm not learning from this、what、that I'm, I'm not, not seeing,、yeah. and that the reason why it keeps happening is because I'm meant to. Actually, learn this yeah, lesson. My mental learning lesson. Yeah, I'm meant to like win over this battle that I keep feeling. Yeah, right. So yeah, like within just one lifetime, sometimes yeah, people are like like let's say they keep attracting toxic partners, right? Yeah, it's like the same person just in a different body, different form. Yeah, you know. So it's like, why do I keep you know manifesting these types of people into my life? Why can't I have a loving, healthy relationship? Why is it that the same type of guy or girl keeps showing up? Is because you're meant to learn this lesson that you're, yeah. you're not learning,、mm-hmm. and you're gonna keep manifesting it till you learn it. Till you learn it, yeah. You know, and then once you learn it and you're done with it, you're done with it,、yeah. right? And then you might be onto a different lesson, right? A different、mm-hmm. struggle.、Um, but that's just how we evolve in the school or the school.、Game. I was thinking the same、school. word. <laughs> like it is like a school. Like、Literally、you just. Honestly, like it's like never ending. You go to the next grade, and there's a bunch of new lessons for you to learn. <laughs> You're like, when does school end? Sometimes you feel that struggle. Like, all right, like lesson after lesson. I get it, God. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like yeah, I graduated these things, but now this whole other new thing. A master's program? Come on. Yeah. Now this master's program is even tougher,、yeah. but in a different way. In、right? a different way. Yeah. It's like challenging in all these new and, ways. Yeah.、Well, but I feel like to some extent you can laugh about it at that point. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. obviously, like if the lessons are really like. Painful or really serious,、yeah. like it's you still endure pain.、Um, but speaking from experience, I feel like a part of me is like laughing with God. You know, like damn,、yeah. another big challenge. Like yeah, come on,、exactly. no, I've had those moments of like, especially once you start having that perspective. Of, yeah, like, that perspective. these things are like helping me, and maybe they're here for a reason. It's like damn, like God, you really got to send me this one. Yeah, I, mean, I think I was gonna have to experience this right in,、yeah. in in this life, but it's like okay, man. If you, okay, if you insist, if you insist, if I'm meant to go through this, then、yeah. so be it, right? And、um, but yeah, sometimes you get surprised. It's like I I didn't think I yeah 
you know, I thought I had this done with. I thought I, just, I was done with grade 12. Yeah, no. I thought I was done with this, but it's in a whole new way. Yeah. You know, that this is showing up. But then, like, yeah, it's a, it's a whole new way. But then once you get through that, you're going to level yeah, up in a whole new level way. Level right? up, yeah. No, I think yeah. that's been the biggest, um, like, support, sort of. With like, even when I talk to my friends and like every challenge we have in life, when we look at it from the perspective of divine purpose, mm. it it makes it so much easier to accept, because like you can blame yourself and be mad at yourself, and we yeah. do that a lot. Yeah. But like rarely do we blame God, right? Yeah. Like we, obviously we do have those moments when yeah. you're like really really hurt, and sometimes um, it's hard to trust the divine mm. reasoning behind things. But most of the time when we say, okay, like God has a purpose, God has a reason, um, we can understand that concept, right? Mm. For those um, that are spiritually in tune and think in those lines. Um, But it makes it very, it makes it a little bit easier. I'm not going to say very easy. Um, Eventually, when you go to grade 12, it seems very easy, maybe. Um, What is the opposite, right? That it's all... It's happening random. Like I got. It's I like got my the, fault. My fault. That would be the opposite, I guess. Yeah. I, I get handed the wrong deck of cards. Yeah. Or like you know, I'm the one that has to live the shitty life. And yeah. Everyone. Oh well, yeah. Which is a, how a lot of people sound, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, when they don't look at it from those lens. But once you start looking at it like that, once you start saying like, okay, divine purpose, like. My friends and I have gotten into the habit of being like, okay, like, what is this trying to teach me, right? Or like, okay, a new lesson. What is God trying to say here? And that that brings a more positive light because it's just like at that point it sort of becomes like a conversation between you and god mm. like okay you know like god is just trying to tell me something through this like series yeah. of painful events um sort of becomes like a conversation and like just like a riddle to get to your like next mm, yeah. next level right i think a good point to make here is that like so this is what my feeling and understanding is that so what can actually happen is like so you know how sometimes sometimes you look at someone in a in a affluent or like a rich situation, like oh they're they're living such a wonderful life, like mm-hmm. why can't I live like that? It could have been very much possible that in your past life that's how you were living, right? Okay. And now in this life you're meant to experience something different, or it could be that like you were that rich person that like had this haughty nature and looked <laughs> down on other people and like oh look at these peasants yeah. they have nothing. And now, like, you live that life, but now you have to learn humility yeah. in this life, and now you're going to be in the opposite, where you're going to be the, the so-called peasant that gets looked down on, and you have to learn humility. <laughs> and because our metric of, like, oh, success is just materialism, right? Mm-hmm. But the metric of, like, growth and success spiritually isn't that, mm-hmm. you know? It's emotional growth and, like, spiritual ascension, right? So you might feel like, oh, like these people that are so successful, like they're living the most wonderful lives, but over, like by you living this incarnation and learning this lesson of humility is going to serve you at a, at a, at a larger level. The time. future you. And this is what you really need to go through mm-hmm. at this point in time, and that's what you're going through it. So instead of holding resentment of like, or being jealous of someone from being like, hey, maybe I even experienced that in the last life, but... I need to learn this lesson of humility because maybe I didn't have, you know, mm-hmm. that, I struggled with being egotist, egotistical about the blessings that I had. Yeah. Right? And now I need to learn the other lesson of humility. And now, now that maybe after I learned this lesson of humility, I might be in my next incarnation, even within this life, I might be able to manifest something that where I'm humble, but yeah. it's also affluent and, and living in abundance, yeah. right? Where 
I now have both. Right? Yes. I, I've built that But I will say also, um, if you're thinking about it in that lens, also look at it with acceptance because someone like me, when you go through a lot of pain, I'm like cursing off my past self. Yeah. I'm like, damn girl, because of you, I have to go through this. <laughs> um, but you no, know, it's it's a, a deeper perspective, yeah. which like I feel like day to day, like someone like me doesn't think of it like that deeply. I think about it when like you bring it to my attention. Yeah. Um, but again, like just just divine purpose and like you just think like, okay, like in the whole... Yeah. In the whole scheme of things, right? Like in the scheme of things, like this is how it's meant to play out for me in this moment, and I'm meant to experience this right now. Because it's like this, like yeah. So I don't really like that karmic perspective that I'm getting punished. Yeah, what's <laughs> been done? Yeah, like I do want to let's say like clear that up. Yeah, it's more so like that version of me was immature or was still needed to learn certain things and didn't learn that, mm-hmm. and now I'm getting the opportunity to learn that in this life. Okay, that's a good approach. So it's more of a growth mindset mm-hmm. and an ascension mindset instead of being like, I'm getting punished. Punished, yeah. Because that's a lot of times I feel like how how people do make a seem in that conversation mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you're, this is like your punishment for your karmic deeds or something. It's kind of like... so. It's all like lens of how you apply it, right? You can you can think of it as punishment because oh I didn't know this before, but it's like in the way same way like okay I'm getting burned because I put my hand on the stove and and I'm getting punished for what I did. It's like you just didn't know, yeah. Right? And that's why you put your hand on the stove, yeah. So it's coming out of ignorance, right? And so it doesn't serve you to be like oh I'm getting punished like okay. for putting my hand on the stove right it's just like oh i didn't know and now i'm learning this lesson mm-hmm. so i don't do that again mm-hmm. so in a way god is always loving god is always understanding and caring god is infinite love and acceptance it's never about punishing you to make you suffer for mm-hmm. what you've done mm-hmm. it's always my child needs to learn this lesson because like that's what's going to help them be their ideal self mm-hmm. and that's going to help them grow so and sometimes it's like tough love is looking now like yeah like hey like i need to maybe like you're gonna have to go through this little bit of discipline and this little bit of, of struggle because this is gonna help you in the longer run mm-hmm. i don't want to i don't want to punish you right mm-hmm. so it's, and it's not like so life isn't like wants to punish you but it's like in a way we have to go through those things in order to learn those lessons mm-hmm. and sometimes we don't learn that's the thing right like even with how we talk about emotions building up Sometimes we don't start addressing these things until they really get messy. Yeah. So now, can you blame God or blame someone else? It's in a way, it's like we didn't know, and not to even blame yourself, is that you didn't know and you weren't taught that because whatever lack of of maturity wasn't there. But now, like because life wants you to learn and learn how to mature emotionally and go through these things those negative emotions are going to get tough on you, mm-hmm. right? Because life wants you to, you know, grow from that and not mm-hmm. just be content with suppressing emotions your whole life, mm-hmm. right? Because so if emotions never kind of got worse um, as you as you held them, you would never look to change them. And like, if suppressing your emotions worked, why would you feel like the need to heal, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, So in a way, like, this game has to be designed where suppressing your emotions or not growing hurts you at a stronger and stronger level. Mm-hmm. So you can then actually shift and learn to heal. And yeah, it's like a push. Up. So it's, it's like a push. Yeah. And sometimes we don't like that push. Yeah. Right? Or like that push feels like punishment. Yeah. But then that push is so you like, you know, you yeah. graduate. Graduate. It's yeah. always about your graduation. So sometimes even when you discipline a, 
like a student, the teacher wants you to graduate. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about like they need to be punished because they're like a bad person. It's, it's like their child. Like we need to make maybe help them like along their way, so they have to go through this and so yeah. that they can graduate. Yeah, so it could be like tough love a little bit, right? Yeah. Like yeah. tough love because it serves a purpose with like a lesson in there. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, the tough love can sometimes be very tough. But yeah. It's also because sometimes we don't learn. Like we're resistant. Yeah. Resistant. Yeah. To learning that lesson, and then sometimes that pain, that that tough love gets tougher and tougher. Yeah. <laughs> you know. yeah hopefully clears it up or we just put a lot more thoughts in your mind and and that's another thing i guess i want to talk about or maybe this could be like one because we this is about an hour and pretty you know deep yeah we can end maybe on this or if you want to add anything afterwards but think of someone in your life that is like the most loving or caring person that you know think about them right Aren't they so wonderful to be around? Don't they feel so kind of like amazing? Like, oh, this person is so loving and caring. Like, they feel so kind of divine and, mm-hmm. and like, like in a real angel, right? Mm-hmm. On earth, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If that person can be that loving and caring, imagine how loving and caring God is. Mm-hmm. So, right? So, like, God is the epitome, right? The source that we can from is the epitome of love and caring and, and understanding. If a human can have that big of a heart, what makes you think that God has a smaller heart yeah. than that person, right? Yeah. And like, in a way, that person, by the reason why we call them like they're like an angel, that's because angels are closer to God, right? Uh-huh. And they, they represent godliness, right? Yeah, that's so true. That's why we see kids are close to God, because in a way, they're also so pure, pure and full yeah. of love. Mm-hmm. And like, their hearts are so big, right? And negative emotions haven't really attacked them yet. <laughs> yeah. And, right? and they haven't picked up all that stuff yet. So, so... Sometimes we had a relationship towards God where we've been conditioned to like God is is like is gonna punish me for this. Yeah, like this big mighty guy in the sky. But in a way, think of like the most loving person that you can think of, and like times that by like a million, yeah. right? That's how loving yeah. God is, right? That's how caring God is. Even that human still might struggle with accepting certain things, but God God you know, doesn't, yeah, you know, and. In a way, as we ascend and emotionally mature, we also get closer to that level of godliness. And as our hearts get bigger and bigger, we get closer to God. Mm-hmm. So, but, so like, you know how sometimes within religions is like, you know, this preaching of hate and non-acceptance and judgment. That's not the message of God, right? Yeah. The way, like, my heart, what I, you know, what resonates with me, what I've understood. The path of love and acceptance is the path towards God, right? Yeah. So by looking at those people that have that level of acceptance, like that's what we need to aim for. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to help us get closer to God. And God is the epitome and the complete embodiment of, because God doesn't, God doesn't have any, is not carried down by negative emotions, right? Yeah. Is not like suffering in, in these limiting beliefs. God is free from all that. That's like the ideal. That's what we're, as we heal, that's what we get closer to, right? Yeah. So, so I say this because that can help people that deal with guilt or religious guilt, right? Of yeah. Like, oh, if I do this or if I did that, like God doesn't love me anymore, right? <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, like, um, and then that's where we're conditioned to believe. You know, conditioned and like um, religious um, yeah. people or, or you know, like communities can have that type of thinking, right? But know that 
yeah, like learn from your mistakes because your mistakes are what are going to end up punishing you or like, you know, making you bring pain into your life. But God is not holding it against you. Yeah. God loves you no matter what, right? God is always going to see you as, as their child that is maybe lost at times, but is always going to look to bring you into that, into that, into, into that path of love and light. You know? mm-hmm. But it's never so to kind of clear up that additional judgment someone that might hold against themselves or like feel like God is being like, you know, like to f- free yourself from that, acknowledge mm-hmm. that God is loving. You know? Yes. Yeah. And really just before we end, you made me think of like this other point, um, which we talk about frequently and I feel like has made a huge difference. I can, I can be like, most of what I talk about is like personal because mm-hmm. I've been through like my own sort of healing journey and like talking with you. So it reminds me of the conversations that we've had. Um, but just um, how God is in everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Like we are all made of God. So it's helped me be more loving to myself and loving towards others. Mm-hmm. Cause there's, there is that conditioning within us that's judgmental of others actions and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look around and say like, okay, like that, that person is a depiction of God. I'm a depic- depiction of God. Yeah. And then, like, who am I to, like, judge God? And, like, yeah. God's actions, right? So it's, like, yeah. I always try to do that. Like, even if I accidentally end up judging someone, I'm, like, no, no, like, that's a depiction of God. Mm. And if I am, like, if I am judging the person, I'm also, like, um, not doing right by the God in me, mm. right? Like, I'm also, like, defaming myself, yeah. right? Like, we're bringing a bad name to ourselves mm. as, like, depictions of God. By, like, not being loving towards each other and ourselves. Yeah. So if you all do that and, like, and you consider that the actions that I've made, like, I'm not a bad person of that because there's still a God in me. Mm-hmm. So you don't, like, feel too bad about the things that, like, you might have done, the the mistakes you've made, mm-hmm. or, you know, the things that, like, you judge yourself for and, like, you don't like about yourself. But you're like, okay, there's still a God in me regardless of all that. There's still a yeah. God in me. Yeah. And you just feed into that, right? Like, you feed, not in any egotistical way, yeah. but you feed into that love and that light that the God within you, like, mm. holds mm. and, and like, brings and it makes you resonate with or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I learned that from you, so if you want to end on that note, <laughs> that God within everyone, I think that's a, that's a good way to kind of share and, um, like, expand on that love for ourselves and everyone. No, beautiful, beautiful. And it definitely helps, right? And then... And I think the last one like spirituality is telling you is to like see God within yourself and see God within within others, right? And then once you that's the thing, if you have love for God, then in a way you have to love have to have love for God's creation. Yeah, for everyone. You have to have love for everyone because yeah, God is within everyone. Maybe in ways that it's hard for you to understand because yeah. we're still learning and we're still <laughs> amateurs in this game of life, right? But yeah, that perspective of like, okay, no matter how the with they how they are, but Deep inside of them is that div- that divinity, and it helps me to see that within everyone and mm-hmm. accept everyone and accept this wild play of life as yeah. this you know this drama of, of God. I think even if we like have trouble saying okay, God is in everyone, like mm-hmm. everyone is, um, everyone is like a piece of God. Like even if we have trouble with that part, yeah. I think we can. Everyone that like believes in God can still admit like. We are all created by God. Mm. So if we're all created by God, that means we all have a purpose to be here. Mm. God wanted us all here for whatever reason, right? So even with self-love, when people um, suffer so much with self-love that Mm. they don't find a purpose in their own lives and they don't Mm. think that like they hold any value and they struggle with that, well, like you wouldn't be here. 
right? Like God wouldn't have given you a human form and put you on this like earth and this life if like there was no value to your life, right? What it is, yeah. So even if you have trouble with like seeing God in everyone and accepting that like, yeah, there's God in me, there's God in everyone. Because sometimes like just like the divine perspectives are a little like out of reach for people, right? But if you believe in God and like that, like your life was written by God, right? Like um, your destiny was written or whatever, um, then I think we can all just accept that basic principle of like everyone was put yeah. here by God for reason. Yeah, I think it reason. Like plays into that like idea of that you're inherently valuable. Yes. Right? So just through inheritance, like you are valuable just by your mere existence. Existence. Yep. Regardless if the whole society thinks you're <laughs> okay. And I know that might not be what you even imagine like, but yeah. regardless, apparently, but simply by, you know, look at it from that lens of being God's creation or just yeah. by being human within this wonderful cosmic, you know, painting of, of creation that we are, each of us is coloring in that painting in our own way and making it beautiful. By being a mix of so many different colors and yep. so many different realities, and if it was all the same color, it, it wouldn't be fun. Yeah, it wouldn't. It'd be bland, right? No dimension. So, we're all playing our part, and we're all kind of creating this beautiful, you know, um, depiction of life and having such amazing experiences. And we all are meant to play our own our own part. And we're all inherently valuable, right? No matter how our life may look right now. Mm-hmm. No, that's a beautiful point, and. And I think that's what really helps people, like, that can really help people and enter the state of love. Don't make your sense of value or your self of sense of esteem be conditioned to anything external. Mm-hmm. Like, f- find a way to feel that you are inherently valuable regardless of the mm-hmm. external thing. Mm-hmm. You know? All externals are just additionals, but you inherently... Because in a way, like, like if you as a child, you never want to say, like, oh, you're not... You're not valuable as you are. You know, it's like yeah. letting them feel like we love you no matter what, right? That's what, like, is true, pure love. And that's what gives you stability. Yeah. Anything external can be, like, taken away, taken away. right? Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, so, like, if your self-esteem, like, in, so we talked about in the last episode, if your self-esteem is connected to things that are temporary or that can be taken away, your self-esteem is going to come crashing down when you don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. But if you find, if you feel that like you are inherently valuable regardless, then no one can take take that away from you anymore, right? You're going to feel the sense of love regardless of what happens. But yes, <laughs> even that whole conversation of like the unity between God and the human, um, and uh, and like us, that's how you feel like a whole another podcast. Yeah. I don't want to go too deep into that. <laughs> you know, that's a whole other episode we can have, we can go into. Oh yeah, for sure. There's so many angles that we can look at that. And that's so deep. And I, it definitely needs more screen yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> There's certain things I feel like I could have said, but I was like, it was it would lead so many other questions. <laughs> yeah. And so many other things left in our mind. And people. There were us. there were already parts where you were speaking, and I was like, good thing I've heard this multiple times. If I didn't yeah. hear this before, yeah. I would have been like, what is he saying right now? Because yeah. it's it's like it makes sense, obviously. Like it's um it's 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 stuff that makes sense that we need to hear, but it it gets so deep sometimes that you're like, wait, yeah, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, also for people that feel confused about any part, you know, message us, you know, yeah. like um, leave your suggestions and and comments and comments, and we can you know address them in maybe yeah. episodes. Okay, this someone was confused about this part. 
And maybe there'll be one episode where we're just talking about clearing yeah, confusions. Clearing confusions. From different episodes, <laughs> yeah. right? No, I think we definitely want the feedback, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that that's good for us to improve on. Um and for me personally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, even things that you know that uh weren't clear, you know, we'll try to work on it, yeah. Episodes, yeah. Yeah. We're all a work in progress, but with your help, you guys can help us grow. <laughs> Most definitely. But, um, yeah, wonderful dive into the, the realm of self-love. Uh, we definitely got to, you know, explore in many different ways, which is good. Uh, I'm glad and you offered great assistance in, in helping to guide this conversation and, ex- and explore many different... I was the, I was supposed to be the one asking the questions, but I just want to steal the screen time. <laughs> no, I mean, but it's good, right? Like, even offering, the, you know, your thoughts, it helps feed the conversation and helps it kind of be a bit more full. So, um, very good. Good job today. <laughs> and uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the episode. Any final comments, Nate? No, no final comments. I hope everybody enjoyed and I hope we get some feedback, good or bad, or just any thoughts on if this was like helpful, if it helped you understand any specific concept better, yes. worse, whatever. And um, so, yeah, like the message is on Instagram, my account at Tasting Bliss. You want to put your account out there? <laughs> 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 I'm neat summer. <laughs> you can look her up if you, if yeah. you feel resonated with her energy. Yeah. You know, if, if you accept your request, you can try. <laughs> uh, it's, it's public. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to, I don't know, I, I try to share as much as love and light as I can. Yeah. So if you resonate, if you want to be friends. <laughs> yes. So you can message her on Instagram as well. But yeah, so I think this is a good um, place to end it. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope it added value to your life yes. and helps you enter into a deeper state of love and acceptance towards yourself yes. and others and may it help you bloom more and more in the future. Yes. yes. God mm. bless and take care. And love to all. Love.